to have Brother Josh, Pastor Josh, with us this morning. Thank you. Asante. It is very good uh, to be with you here in Bungoma. Uh, it is a blessing uh, for me to come here and uh, preach God's word to you. I am thankful for the work of God uh, in the ministry here and in this church. I'm thankful for uh, Jeff, Pastor Jeff, and uh, his work here in establishing the truth of God's word to you again and again. And I understand uh, that he has been uh, preaching through the book of John. But today I want to look at uh, the book of Jeremiah, chapter 11. So Jeremiah chapter 11, verse 18. Let us uh, stand for the reading of God's word. I will read from verse 18 to chapter 12, verse 4. The Lord made it known to me, and I knew then you showed me their deeds. But I was like a gentle lamb led to the slaughter. I did not know it was against me. They devised schemes, saying, Let us destroy the tree with its fruit. Let us cut him off from the land of the living, that his name may be remembered no more. But, O Lord of hosts, who judges righteously, who tests the heart and the mind, let me see your vengeance upon them. For to you I have committed my cause. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the men of Anathoth, you who seek your life and say, do not prophesy in the name of the Lord or you who die by our hand. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, behold, I will punish them. The young men shall die by the sword, their sons and their daughters shall die by famine, and none of them shall be left. For I will bring disaster upon the men of Anathoth the year of their punishment. Righteous are you, O Lord, when I complain to you. Yet I would plead my case before you. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why do all who are treacherous thrive? You plant them, they take root. They grow and produce fruit. You are near in their mouth and far from their heart. But you, O Lord, know me. You see me and test my heart toward you. Pull them out like sheep for the slaughter 
and set them apart for the day of slaughter? How long will the land mourn and the grass of every field wither? For the evil of those who dwell in it, the beast and the birds are swept away because they said, He will not see our latter end. Nami nikayajua ndipo uliponionesha matendo yao lakini mimi nalikuwa kama mwanakondomu pole achukuliwae kwenda kuchinjwa wala sikujua ya kuwa wamefanya mashauri kinyume changu wakisema natuwaribu mti pamoja na matunda yake na tumkatilie mbali atoke katika katika inchi ya walio hai ili jina lake lisikumbukwe tena lakini e bwana wa majeshi uhukumuwe haki ujaribio ujaribuye viuno na mimoyo nijalie kuona kisasi chako juu yako kwa maana nimekufunulia wewe neno langu basi kwa hiyo bwana asema hivi juu ya watu wanatoti watakao uhai wako wakisema utafanya unabii kwa jina la bwana usije kafa kwa mkono wetu kwa sababu hiyo bwana majeshi asema hivi tazama nitawaadhibu watu hawa vijana watakufa kwa upanga wana wao na binti zao watakufa kwa njaa wala hapata kuwa na mtu atakayesalia kwao maana nitaleta mabaya ya watu wanatoti mwaka wa kujiliwa kwao wewe huu mwenye haki e bwana nitetapo nawe lakini nitasema nawe katika habari ya haki Mbona njia ya wabaya inastawi? Mbona wote watendao kila kihila wanakaa salama? Umewapanda na wametia mizizi wanakuwa na wanazaa matunda katika vinywa vyao ukaribu bali katika moyo yao umbali. Lakini wewe Bwana unanijua. Umeniona, umeujaribu moyo wangu jinsi unavyokuelekea ukapua kote kama kondoo waendao kuchinjwa ukawaweke tayari kwa siku ya kuchinjwa hata lini itaongoleza nchi na kukauka majani ya nchi yote kwa ajili ya mabaya yao wakaao ndani yake wanyama wameangamia na ndege pia kwa sababu walisema hatutaubona mwisho wetu neno la Mungu let's pray Mungu Father we believe in your power to save we believe in your word we believe in your holy spirit we believe in your son Jesus Christ and because we believe all these things Lord we come to your word humbly in need of you and we pray that you would accomplish by your spirit um, what uh, what no man can accomplish that you would make the preaching of the word effectual in the hearts of your people here today. May you bless them spiritually with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So, so since we are looking at Jeremiah and you may not be familiar with the book of Jeremiah, I want to give you some background. Kwa sababu leo tutaangazia mafundisho kulingana na nabii nabaya kutoka Yeremia katika kitabu chake wengi wetu pengine hatujafahamu Yeremia ni nani kwa hivyo tutaangazia historia yake kwanza kwenye kutoka katika mafundisho Jeremiah is one of the major prophets who lived 
between 626 BC and 585 BC. So just to be clear, we're talking about 600 years before Jesus was born. And just to put it in perspective of the whole Old Testament. Jeremiah preached in the promised land when it was broken up into Israel and Judah. And mainly he preached uh, in, the, in the southern part. So he preached in Judah in the south and Israel in the north had already been taken captive. The northern kingdom had been captured by Assyria in 722. And much of Jeremiah's message in this book is the judgment of God that is going to come on the southern kingdom of Judah. The name Jeremiah means uh, the Lord is exalted or appointed by the Lord. So Jeremiah was appointed by the Lord to preach a message of judgment to come and he preached this message over and over in different ways. In many ways it is like today that we are warning of the judgment to come. That those who do not repent of their sins and put their faith in Jesus Christ will face the judgment of God. So Jeremiah, um, he lived for about 80 years. And tradition, not the Bible, tells us that he died from his own people in captivity. So he was taken captive by Assyria with the rest of his people, but it was his own people that put him to death. So 
So the very people he preached to most of his life are the ones who hated him the most. Often Jeremiah is called the weeping prophet. He is a man who preached the word of God, the word of the Lord and declared the word of the Lord over and over but saw very little uh, fruit, saw very little response. He preached and no one repented. The nation did not repent, they did not turn to the Lord, and judgment came by the invasion of the Assyrian country. So It's important for us to see all of that when we look at this passage. Now you can imagine if if a prophet were to preach and saw no response whatsoever that he might have some questions for God. He might even have some complaints. Do you have any complaints with God? Do you have any questions for God? Do you not like the way that God does things or does not do things in your life? Do you complain about the things in your life what you have or do not have? If you're honest, then you probably do. Maybe you don't like uh, your 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 health. Maybe. Maybe you wish you were born in a different time period. Or maybe you wish you were born in a different country. And we can <laughs> Okay, very good. <laughs> uh, or maybe that you just have general complaints about your life. So in Jeremiah 12 verse 1 Jeremiah has some complaints some questions for God. And 
And these are bigger complaints than just your everyday kind of complaints. Lakini tukiangalia jinsi nabii Yeremia anamlalamikia Mwenyezi Mungu yake ni tofauti kwa sababu analalamika juu ya kazi ya Mwenyezi Mungu sio juu ya maisha yake yeye mwenyewe. Sometimes people think that if they do exactly what the Lord's will is that they will not see any difficulty, any hardship. Wengi wetu wanadhania kwamba tukitii neno la Mwenyezi Mungu, tukipenda neno la Mwenyezi Mungu katika maisha yetu, tunadhania kwamba hatutapata hali ya changamoto katika maisha yetu. But Jeremiah was doing exactly what God wanted him to do and because he was doing exactly what God wanted him to do, life was difficult for him. Tunaona kwamba nabii Yeremia alikuwa anatenda jinsi Mwenyezi Mungu alikuwa anatarajia. Na kwa hivyo bila alikuwa anafanya vile Mungu angependa, tunaona kwamba maisha yake ilikuwa magumu kwa sababu alikuwa anaishi katika ulimwengu wetu huu ambao tunaishi sisi wenyewe. People were actually trying to kill him. Tunaona kwamba katika maandiko matakatifu tunaelekezwa kwamba watu walikuwa wanajaribu kumwangamiza. Is anyone trying to kill you? Jeje, ulize kuna mtu anajaribu kukuua katika maisha yako jirani, ndugu ama dada? Probably not. So Jeremiah's suffering in a diff- in a much more uh, strenuous way than than us. Kimangalia kwamba yeye maisha yake alikuwa hatarini lakini sisi katika maisha yetu changamoto changamoto zetu zingine pengine hauna chakula pengine hauna pesa lakini yeye maisha yake ilikuwa imekuwa katika nafasi ya kuelekea mtini. So in verse tw- uh, chapter 12 verse 1 he asked these questions why does the way of the wicked prosper and why do all who are treacherous thrive Nuna kwamba Yeremia anamuuliza Mungu mbona njia ya wabaya inastawi mbona wote watendao hila wanakaa salama And Jeremiah acknowledges at the beginning of this verse that the Lord is righteous but he is going to complain anyway Tunaona kwamba Yeremia anadhibitisha kwamba Mungu ni mwenye haki lakini yeye bado anaenda kulalamika. So let's think about just some general truths for a moment about our complaining. Sasa tuangazie kidogo juu ya vile ambavyo sisi watu tunalalamika. As we see in Jeremiah's uh, life and in ours complaints are of, often come out of the overflow of physical pain or emotional hurt. Tukiangazia neno ya Yeremia katika sura ya 11 na sura ya 12 tunaangalia sisi binadamu wa kawaida hisia zetu ndio tuelekeza kutalamika When we are hurting it tends to lead us to ask questions and to complain about our life Wakati mwingi katika maisha yetu pengine unateseka unapitia hali ngumu katika maisha yako ndio unalalamika ukiuliza maswali Jeremiah here was suffering back up in verse uh, chapter 12 verse 19 it says the people were were trying to lead him to the slaughter tunaona kwamba katika sura ya 11 mstari wa 19 kwamba Yeremia alikuwa anaelekezwa machinjoni but these were not just any people lakini kitu cha kushangaza cha kustaajabisha na kuzunisha ni kwamba hapo watu ni watu wengine ni watu ambao walikuwa nafahamiana na Yeremia It was his own family. Nuna kwamba ni watu wa ndani wake, familia yake yenyewe. So, what we see here is that it was his own family uh, that were trying to kill him. Tunaona ni kwamba ni watu wa ukoo, watu ambao wanajuana naye, ni watu ambao wanakaa nao, anakula nao pamoja, ndio walikuwa wanapanga kumwangamiza. And we know it was his own family from verse 21. 
It says, therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the men of Anathoth. Anathoth was Jeremiah's hometown. We know that from Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 1. The word of the Lord, the son of Hilkiah, uh, the word, one of the priests who were in Anathoth in the land of Benjamin. So it was his own hometown where his own family lived that was trying to kill him. They were telling him, do not preach the word of the Lord. We do not want to hear it. When people closest to you attack you, it hurts more. Don't you see that that is true? When a stranger attacks you, that's one thing. But when you are hurt by your own family, maybe an aunt or an uncle or a cousin or maybe even your own mother or father, that hurts you more. Maybe some of you understand that you've been hurt by your own mother or father. Maybe maybe they refuse to take care of you. Or treated you very bad. They did not treat you how God wanted them to treat you. And maybe you're an adult now and you still carry that those questions, why did God let this happen? Why is this why did that happen to me? And maybe even further, those people who hurt you, maybe they have prospered in their life better than you have. Maybe you look at them and say, and it seems that they are more blessed than you. And while this may cause us to have questions, we need to trust in God's sovereign plan. If Jeremiah could complain, 
And maybe we complain and have questions. Who else could have complained? Jeremiah was a sinner though he was a prophet. You and I are sinners. We have sinned against God and we deserve bad things to happen to us. And even though the things that have happened to us unjustly may not be because of our sin specifically, we still deserve even worse. Well, we look at Jesus who did nothing wrong. And we look and see that he was abandoned by his closest friends. And led unjustly to be beat and whipped. And whipped so badly that skin ripped off his back and blood was just running down. And then a crowd of people who he had done nothing wrong to yelled and chanted, crucify him, crucify him. And then he was nailed to a cross and suffered and died. And yet he did not say, why did the wicked prosper? He said, he trusted the Lord into your hands, I commit my spirit. He trusted the Father. And in our complaints, we need to remember we are sinners and we deserve bad things. But Christ did not and he suffered and died for those he loved. Now another thing we learned from Jeremiah about complaining that is true of every one of us is that we often exaggerate how bad something is. Notice at the last question of verse 1 of chapter 12 again, there's one word I want us to see here. He says, why do all, 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 
All who are treacherous thrive. So he goes to God and he says, Why why do all of the wicked prosper? Why do all of the treacherous thrive? Now if I could talk to Jeremiah, I would I would say this. Really, Jeremiah, you really think that all of the wicked people are prospering? Maybe it just seems that way from your own little small perspective that you're looking at people. You, are you really looking at it that way and saying all so that you you feel like you're a victim and you're suffering to make yourself feel better just because of these things? Oh, woe is me. I have so things so many things are happening to me and all of good these good things are happening to everyone else who doesn't follow the Lord. I'd just like Jeremiah who says the word all. Maybe sometimes when you're complaining or you're um, focusing on something, you say the words never or always. And you say, oh, they always do that. I can't believe they're always doing these things. Years ago when Sherry and I got married, we would have some arguments. And you know, sometimes when you're arguing, you exaggerate what other people are doing. Because that makes you feel better about what you're doing. So sometimes when we argue, we would, one of us would say, well, you always do that. You never do what's right. But you know, oftentimes we're speaking from emotion. And not from truth, not from facts. Because most of the time when we're hurt and we use the words all or never or always, 
na mara nyingi wakati umehisia zako zimeguzwa ukimeenda madhara katika maisha yako unatumia lile neno hapana ama mara nyingi katika maisha yangu when we use those words it's usually not true wakati mwingi unapambwa unatumia ile neno mara kwa mara nikikwambia jambo fulani unafanya hivi na hivi ama nikikuniambia hivi unaenda unaniambia mimi ndio na tabia mbaya inamaanisha kwamba wewe unajitetea lakini ukweli ni kwamba umekosa So we need to remember slow down and not act on emotion but on truth. Lakini Mwenyezi Mungu anahimiza kwamba wakati hisia zako zimepanda juu kumbuka kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu ni anaweza kuelekeza tuweka tumaini yako ndani yake. So while we can look at Jeremiah and maybe be sympathetic to why he's having these complaints, we also need to recognize that it is not right to question God and complain about our life. Na wakati tunaangazia kitabu cha Yeremia tukiangalia pia ambavyo anajielekeza mbele ya Mwenyezi Mungu ukweli ni kwamba wanapouliza yale maswali na anajua kwamba yeye ni mtenda dhambi na mbele ya Mwenyezi Mungu hastahili kuuliza Mwenyezi Mungu swali kwa sababu yote ambayo yanatendeka katika maisha yake yanalingana na mpango na nia ya Mwenyezi Mungu Along these lines of exaggerating we take people's sin against us as worse than our sin against God wakati mwingi katika maisha yetu wakati mtu anakusingizia maneno anasema ulifanya jambo fulani ama ulikosa mahali fulani na wewe pengine ulikuwa umefanya makosa lakini ameongezea maneno mengi huwa anatuona kwamba ametukosea zaidi bila ambavyo sisi tumemkosea Mwenyezi Mungu Now Jeremiah at this time is well past he has moved out of Anathoth but still he is thinking about what has happened to him Tuna kwamba yule nabii ametoka katika ule mmoja ambao aliyozaliwa ambao ni Anathoth ameelekea mahali pengine lakini yale mawazo yamemrejelea kule tu ambapo ametoka Maybe somebody has sinned against you done you wrong Na pengine katika maisha yako kuna yule ambaye amekukosea Maybe they said something hurtful to you. Na pengine alikusingizia maneno ambayo yalikuumiza moyo wako. And maybe it was even a long time ago but you still play it over and over again in your head. Lakini pengine kinijambo ama kitendo kilitendeka kitambo sana katika maisha yako lakini wewe kwa sababu umeweka moyoni mwako nimekupatia uzito sana. And you still say to yourself I can't believe they did that. Why did they say that? Why did they do that to me? Lakini wewe katika moyo wako utaki kuwa mtu ambaye anajitolea kumsamea zako katika maisha yako kila mara unajiuliza nitafanya nini ili kurekebisha hiyo hali waweke imani yako ndani ya Mwenyezi Mungu but maybe there's some things in your life that you've done and you've said and you've just kind of dismissed them and forgot all about them lakini wewe sawa ya kwamba wewe ni binadamu kama yule mwenzako mara nyingi katika maisha yako unakosea watu wengine unafanya mambo mabaya unatenda dhambi lakini wewe katika nafasi yako unaona kwamba wewe unafanya haki unatenda ukweli It's because when you sin you show yourself extreme amounts of grace. But when other people sin against you you're like oh no why why and you don't show as much grace. Wona mkimbilia Mwenyezi Mungu wakati umefanya makosa unataka yeye akusamee lakini wengine akikukosea wewe hutaki kumsamea mwenzako. I have a question for Jeremiah. Kuna swali anapenda kuuliza angependa kuuliza Jeremiah. Why wasn't Jeremiah this distraught and questioning the goodness of God? when they were committing sins that didn't affect him personally Jeremiah 
kwa wale watu ambao walikuwa wanafanya makosa kule kanatoti na yale makosa hayakuwa na uhusiano na yeye walikuwa wanamkosea Mungu sio yeye How many injustices are there in this country in the world and we just completely dismiss them Kumbuka kwamba kuna njia nyingi zipotovu ambazo zinatendeka katika nchi ya Kenya na katika nchi nyingi katika ulimwengu wote lakini sisi wote huwa tunazitupilia mbali tunazipuuza But when sin happens that affects us personally we're like oh no no why is this no, it can't happen stop Lakini mara nyingi wakati tunakosewa wakati mwenzako anakuadhibu anafanyia mambo ambayo sio mazuri ambayo yanakupendeza unapenda kulalamika na kupaza sauti sana Godly people must see sin from God's perspective and stand on justice no matter if it personally affects them or not Ukweli ni kwamba kwa wale ambao wanamcha Mwenyezi Mungu wakati unatendewa dhambi kuwa nafasi tukua nafasi ya kumtazama hiyo dhambi kulingana na mtazamo wa Mwenyezi Mungu kwa sababu hiyo ndio njia pekee ya kuonesha kwamba haki ya Mungu inatendeka katika maisha yako You know last year uh, when um, Uh, the coronavirus was happening there were pastors in canada kuna wachungaji ambao walikuwa wameelekea nchi ya jirani ya canada nchi ambayo jirani ya america ambayo inaitwa canada who got arrested because they were still having church they wanted people to worship god still ambao walishikwa wakatekwa kwa koroni kwa sababu walikuwa wanataka watu wakuje kanisani wamwabudu Mwenyezi Mungu And many other Christians said, "Oh well, this does not affect me." Lakini kati yao kulikuwa na wale ambao walikuwa wanasema hiyo hali haiwadhuru hao wenyewe. It doesn't affect me that pastors there are getting arrested, so I don't really care. Lakini yeye anajiita Mkristo na Mkristo mwenzake ananyanyaswa na yeye anasema kwamba yule Mkristo ambaye ananyanyaswa kule hana haja na yeye. In this country, but especially in the United States, There are many babies killed in their mother's womb. Tunaona kwamba katika nchi ya Kenya, katika nchi nyingi katika ulimwengu na haswa katika nchi ya Amerika kuna watoto wanauawa ama wanaavya mimba through abortion. Wanaavya mimba, yani mtoto anatolewa na mama ambaye hataki mtoto, yani anaenda kwa hospitali anapewa dawa, anakunywa, alafu kabla siku za mimba kutoka, mtoto anatoka kama amekufa. And God created the mother's womb to be the safest place for a child to grow. Na yule mama anasahau kwamba ile uzao iliungwa na Mwenyezi Mungu ikaiwekwa katika hiyo hali ili iweze kuzalisha ama kuleta viumbe vingine vya Mwenyezi Mungu katika ulimwengu huu. And when we take life whether it's outside of the womb or inside of the womb God still says that's murder. Kumbuka kwamba sisi zote ni viumbe vya Mwenyezi Mungu. Mwenyezi Mungu ndiye alitumba. Hata kama mtoto wako katika uzao hajazaliwa ni kiumbe cha Mwenyezi Mungu. Kwa hivyo ukikiangamiza umefanya dhambi ya kuwa mwenzako. But many Christians say, well this doesn't personally affect me, so I just don't care. Lakini kwa sababu wewe hujahusishwa na kile kifo unasema kwamba hauna haja, haujali. 
But then when somebody says something mean to them, they say, "Oh, I can't believe it. Why are so so many mean people?" Lakini angalia yule mtu anamkosea Mwenyezi Mungu ambaye alitumba sisi sote akatupatia yote kupitia kwa neema yake. Lakini wewe ukikosewa unataka kulalamika. But when when abortion happens, someone is dying. Isn't that more important? Lakini ukiangalia mtu akiamia mimba, inamaanisha kwamba maisha ya mbinadamu inaondolewa, lakini sisi binadamu tunachukua kwamba hiyo si kitu cha maana katika maisha yetu. But I think God often uses sins against us to wake us up to the devastation of sin as a whole. Lakini tunajua kwamba tukiangazia tunaona kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu huwa tumeona tumia nafasi ya sisi kutenda dhambi ili kutuamsha sisi kutuisha tujue kwamba dhambi ni kitu kibaya kiharibifu katika maisha yetu. Let's how you feel when someone sins against you and the way that it makes you angry and emotional be the same kind of emotion and feelings you have when people sin against God in general. Ile hisia na msisimko ambao unapata wakati mwenzako anakukosea unatakana uchukue hiyo nafasi na uweke katika nafasi ya kumkosea Mungu ambaye siku zote za maisha yako hajawahi kukukosea anakutendea mema peke yake. Now everyone complains even the prophet Jeremiah. Tunaona kwamba katika maandiko matakatifu Yeremia analalamika na sisi sote huwa tunalalamika. And it is sin to question God and complain against him. Na ni dhambi kuweza kumuuliza Mwenyezi Mungu maswali na kulalamika kwa Mwenyezi Mungu. It is a failure to be content. Na ni vigumu sana wengi wetu kutosheka. It is a failure to trust the sovereign plan of God in nani, your life. Na ni vigumu sana kwa wengi wetu kuweza kuamini kwa kuwa waaminifu kwa neno la Mwenyezi Mungu. Everyone is going to be tempted to complain. Ni kwamba kila mtu atajaribiwa katika maisha yake yaweza katika nafasi ya kulalamika mbele ya Mwenyezi Mungu. But Jeremiah had a strong foundation of truth of the truth of God. Lakini kitu tofauti na Yeremia ni kwamba alikuwa na msingi bora juu ya Mwenyezi Mungu. His father was a priest. Kumbuka baba yake alikuwa kuhani. Who taught him the truth of God. Na ni kuhani ambaye alimfundisha ukweli kutokana na maandiko matakatifu. So he had a foundation from a young age of knowing who God was. Alikuwa na msingi bora tangu akwe mtoto mchanga juu ya Mwenyezi Mungu na Mwenyezi Mungu ni nani katika maisha yake. The way part of the way that we overcome temptation na njia moja ambayo sisi tunaweza na ile haja ya kujaribiwa is to have a strong foundation even at a young age of the word of God. Ni kuwa na msingi bora juu ya neno la Mwenyezi Mungu katika maisha yetu hata kama bado sisi ni wachanga. So fathers, this is why it's so important that you train your own children in the truth of the word of God. Na ni kwa hivyo ni jambo bora kwa sisi sote ambao tumekaa hapa na ni wazazi ya kwamba tupate mafundisho ya kutosha tuelekeze watoto wetu katika njia ambazo zinampendeza Mwenyezi Mungu peke yake. Bad things are going to happen to your children. Ukweli ni kwamba ukiangalia saizi katika ulimwengu huku nje ni kwamba mambo mabaya yanatendekea watoto wetu. But how they handle those bad things is very dependent on how well you train them before those bad things happen. Na hayo yote ambayo yanatendeka katika maisha yao ambayo ni mabaya inategemea jinsi ambayo unalea hao watoto na kuweza kustahimili hiyo hali ambayo unapitia ni ngumu katika maisha yao ili kuboresha maisha yao siku za kesho. Will their complaints about God lead them to run away from God? Njia yao ya kulalamika je itawaelekeza kutoroka mbele ya Mwenyezi Mungu? 
Or will those complaints and those temptations that they had lead them to run to Jesus Christ? Jeremiah started verse 12 or chapter 12 verse 1 by saying righteous are you O Lord. Tunaona kwamba Jeremiah katika mstari wa kwanza sura ya 12 anaanza akisema kwamba wewe mtume mwenye haki e Bwana. So he's having a wrestling in his soul. He understands that God is righteous but then he asks questions. Tunaona kwamba Jeremiah anapitia hali ngumu katika maisha maisha yake akili yake imepotezwa na ile hali ngumu ambayo anapitia na kwa hivyo anangangana katika hiyo hali. And it seems he even goes a step further in verse 2. Na tunaona kwamba zaidi nao kiangalia mstari ya mstari wa pili kuna maneno ambayo ananena. He, Jeremiah tells God, "You planted them, the wicked people. They took root, they grow and produce fruit. You are near in their mouth and far from their heart." Katika mstari wa pili Yeremia anawaambia kwamba mmewapanda na wametia mizizi wanakuwa na wanazaa matunda katika vinywa vyao ukaribu bali katika moyo yao umbali. So Jeremiah says, "These wicked people, God, You put them here. Tuna kwamba Yeremia anamwambia Mwenyezi Mungu hao watu ambao wanatenda maovu wengi walioipanda hapa wengi walioweka hapa. They take root and they grow and produce fruit. Na unaona kwamba hao wanakita mizizi wanakaa hapa na wanazaa matunda lakini hayo matunda yanalingana na macho ya ulimwengu sio macho ama mtazamo wa Mwenyezi Mungu. It's almost as if Jeremiah is blaming God for wicked people. Tunaona kwamba ukiangalia ukizingatia ama ukiangalia kindani haya maandiko ni kwamba ni kama Jeremiah anamlaumu Mwenyezi Mungu. Or he could be just stating a truth. Like ama kwa njia nyingine anaweza kuwa anaeleza ama anatoa maoni yake. That God is sovereign even over wickedness. Kumbuka kwamba pengine Mwenyezi Mungu anatawala yote. And that is so important for us to understand that God is sovereign over wickedness even wickedness done to us. Kumbuka kwamba tukumbuke kwamba ni muhimu tujue kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu ndio msimamizi wa kila kitu yeye anatawala kila kitu ambacho kinakendeka katika ulimwengu wetu huu. So while he says this isn't fair na tunaona kwamba hata kama anasema sio sawa why do the righteous uh, suffer And why do the wicked prosper? And even says in verse 3 says Lord you know me you see me you test my heart Tunaona katika mstari ya tatu yule nabii Yeremia anamwambia Mwenyezi Mungu lakini wewe Bwana wanijua umeniona umeujaribu moyo wangu jinsi unavyokuelekea So he says of them the wicked people are near to God with their mouth but far from God in their heart Tunaona kwamba Yeremia ananena hivi anasema kwamba wale ambao wanatenda maovu huwa wanasema kwamba wanamwabudu Mwenyezi Mungu kwa maneno tu lakini ndani yao matendo yao yanaonesha kwamba Mungu yu mbali nao So you might get the impression when Jeremiah talks about wicked people that he's talking about people who don't acknowledge God at all. Pengine katika mtazamo wako unaweza dhania kwamba vile Jeremiah ananena ni kwamba anazungumzia wale watu ambao wanatenda maovu pengine hawana ufahamu juu ya Mwenyezi Mungu. 
But these wicked people that Jeremiah is talking about are the nation of Israel that God had made a nation. They were God's people. Lakini kumbuka kwamba wale watu ambao wanaishi katika mji wa Natoti ni watu ambao ni Wayahudi ambao walichaguliwa na Mwenyezi Mungu. Kwa hivyo wanafahamu neno la Mwenyezi Mungu wanajua amri zake na wanafaa na wanafaa na wanastahili kumtii yeye. These people still went to the temple. They still went to church. Kumbuka kwamba kila siku walikuwa enda kanisani, walikuwa na maabudu Mwenyezi Mungu, walikuwa na katika katika maombi. They would still sing the songs of praise to God. Outwardly they were doing many things right. But their hearts were far from God. And if in your heart you are far from God, it doesn't matter what you do outwardly. While they tried to worship God on the Lord's day, they also went and then served other gods and did wicked things during the week. Lakini ni watu ambao walikuwa nafuata desturi za Wakristo. Jumapili walikuwa wanaenda kanisani, kuna siku wangeenda kutubu dhambi, wangeenda kusaidia maskini, lakini kati ya hayo yote, kitu kuu katika maisha yao walikuwa na jiabudu wenyewe. They were the kind of people who said, "Yes, we trust God. We believe in God." But we're also going to put our faith in our own works and our own in other gods. You cannot you cannot put your faith in God and other things and that will do any good whatsoever. You must trust in God alone. And these are the wicked people that Jeremiah is talking about and what they are doing. You can go to church every week and still be in the category of wicked people. Sisi sote tunaenda kanisani kila siku kila Jumapili lakini sisi ni watu ambao tunatenda maovu. The question is where is your heart? Swala kuu unafaa kujiuliza moyo wako uko wapi? Do you only serve the Lord when people are watching so that people will say, "Oh, you're a great person, wonderful." Je, huwa unafanya kazi ya kuonesha kwamba unampenda Mungu wakati watu wanaangalia kujipendekeza lakini ndani yako umevaa ngozi ya ungwa mwitu? Do you serve the Lord when no one is looking? <laughs> Do you serve the Lord because God is God? You serve the Lord because you look at the cross and you see Jesus and what he has done for you and you realize you could never pay that back. But you realize he loves you and you want to serve him. 
je umejitolea kumtumikia Mwenyezi Mungu kwa sababu alikufa msalabani kwa dhambi zetu ambao wewe unajua katika uwezo wako hautaiweza kufanya hivyo na kila siku na kila mara unamkosea yeye lakini yeye kwa sababu ya huruma yake na mapenzi yake amesimama na wewe God is the only true God Mwenyezi Mungu ambaye alitumba ni Mungu wa kweli peke yake He is Lord of Lords King of Kings over all things everywhere. Yeye ni bwana wa mabwana, yeye ndio mfalme wa wafalme, na yeye ndio msimamizi wa kila kitu, yeye ndio muumba wa kila kitu ambacho kinaonekana katika ulimwengu huu. Jesus is Lord of those who recognize he is Lord. Na Yesu Kristo ni bwana juu ya wale ambao wanamcha yeye na wanamwamini yeye na wameka tumaini yao yote ndani yake. But Jesus is Lord of those who don't even recognize that he is a Lord. Lakini kwa upande mwingine kwamba Yesu Kristo ni Bwana kwa wale ambao hata hawamfahamu, hawamjui kwa sababu yeye anajua yote. Jesus is king over those who don't even recognize that he is king. Na Yesu ni mfalme kwa wale ambao wanamjua na wale wanakosa kumjua. Over those who do not submit to him as king. Na kuna wale ambao wanakosa kumnyenyekea mbele yake lakini yeye ni mfalme juu ya wote. And because Jesus is king, he demands that everyone submit to his authority. Everyone everywhere. Kumbuka kwamba Yesu Kristo ni mfalme wa mfalme wa wafalme na kwa hivyo kuwa kuwa mfalme inamaanisha kwamba ameamrisha amelazimisha ya kwamba kila mtu ajue yeye ndiye amesimama katika mamlaka na kila mtu lazima afuate amri na kutii neno la Mwenyezi Mungu. Sometimes those who do not believe that Jesus is king think they're going to escape God. Na mara nyingi kuna wale ambao wanaamini kwamba Yesu Kristo sio mfalme na kwamba kuna siku ya mwisho watepuka adhabu ya Mwenyezi Mungu. They think they're going to escape God's judgment. Wanadhania kwamba watepukana na ghadhabu ama hukumu ya Mwenyezi Mungu. But God is sovereign and no one escapes. Kumbuka kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu anatawala na hakuna yeyote ambaye atepukana na ghadhabu yake. In the rest of Jeremiah chapter 12 God tells them Judgment is coming. Tunaona kwamba katika sehemu ya mwisho wa kitabu cha 10 sura ya 12 ya kitabu cha Yeremia tunaambia kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu ananena kwamba hukumu inakuja. Jeremiah asked how long will this be till it happens? Tunaona kwamba Yeremia anamuuliza Mungu, hadi hata lini ndio itendeke? But God says rest assured. Lakini lakini Mwenyezi Mungu anampatia tumaini akimwambia kwamba subiri utapata majibu. Even in verse 7 of chapter 12 he says I have forsaken my people I have abandoned my heritage God Katika mstari wa kwamba ya saba tunaambiwa kwamba nimeiacha nyumba yangu nimeitupa urithi wangu nimeimtia mpenzi wangu katika mikono ya adui zake Basically God tells him again that the judgment is coming and the Assyrian army is going to come invade God's people because of their wickedness and abandoning God. Naambia kama Mwenyezi Mungu anampatia Yeremia ujumbe akimwambia kwamba kwa sababu watu wangu wamekaidi amri zangu, wamekosa kuniamini, wamenionyesha kiburi, mtawaachilia wanajeshi wa Assyria na watakuja kuwatawala ili mjue kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu ndiye anatawala. Uh, we can be sure that Psalm chapter 1 is true. Tunaambiwa kwamba ile kitabu cha Zaburi sura ya kwanza kina neno kweli. Which answers this question about the blessed and the cursed, about the wicked 
and the righteous. Psalm chapter 1, let me read it to you. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. But the wicked are not so, but are like the chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous. But the way of the wicked will perish. Naambiwa katika Zaburi sura ya kwanza mstari wa kwanza hadi sita ya kwamba heri mtu yule asiyekwenda katika shauri la wasio haki wala hakusimama katika njia ya kosaji wala hakuketi barazani pa wenye mizaha bali sheria ya Bwana ndio impendezayo na sheria yake huitafakari mchana na usiku naye atakuwa kama mti uliopandwa kandokando ya vijito vya maji uzaao matunda yake kwa majira yake wala jani lake halinyauki na kila litendalo linafanikiwa sivyo walivyo wasio haki hao ni kama makafu ya kutoshwayo na upepo kwa hiyo wasio haki hawatasimama hukumuni wala wakosaji katika kusanyiko la wenye haki kwa kuwa Bwana anayejua njia ya wenye haki bali njia ya wasio haki itapotea neno la Mungu Dear Christians this should be a comfort to you Hii inafaa kuwa njia ni fadhili katika maisha yako That the Lord knows those who are righteous Ya kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu anajua wale ambao wanatenda haki But it's also a great comfort that God will make sure justice is done and that the wicked are punished ni faraja kuu pia tukiweza kufahamu kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu atahakikisha kwamba hukumu itakuwa juu ya wale ambao wanatenda maovu ili haki isimame. All children should memorize Psalm 1. Na angeomba kwamba watoto wote waweze kukariri Zaburi sura ya kwanza. Knowing Psalm 1 will guard our hearts from temptation of complaining about why the wicked prosper na ingekuwa bora sisi kuweza kufahamu zaburi sura ya kwanza ili tuepushe na ile hali ya kulalamika kila saa ya kwamba sisi tunatenda haki na sisi tunakosewa ah we need to meditate on the law of god and know that god is just and he will make things right na ni lazima tupate muda na wakati kutafakari juu ya neno la Mwenyezi Mungu ya kwamba yeye anatenda haki na anatutakia mema katika maisha yetu And because God is sovereign even over wicked people this is why we know that he can save us. Jeremiah may have been a prophet that bad things happened to but he was a sinner. Kumbuka kwamba yule Yeremia alikuwa nabii, alikuwa sauti ya Mwenyezi Mungu, lakini juu ya yote alikuwa mtenda dhambi. But in a way this passage takes us and shows us that the things that happened to Jeremiah had very similar things that happened to Jesus as well. Lakini tunapotathmini hii maandiko matakatifu tunaona kwamba yale ambayo yalitendekea maisha ya Yeremia ni yale yale ambayo yalimtendekea Yesu Kristo katika maisha yake. So there are many types and shadows in the Old Testament that point to Christ. 
Kuna mambo mengi ambayo yanapatikana katika agano ya kale na kulingana na mtindo na mifano ambayo yatuelekeza kwa Yesu Kristo. And in this passage we can see some things that show us that Jeremiah is a type of Christ that points to Christ. Tunaweza angalia katika kitabu cha Yeremia na tukaangalia kwamba linatuangazisha na tupatie mfano wa Yesu Kristo ambaye tunamtarajia katika agano jipya. One of those things is in chapter 11 verse 20 Uh, 21 when he says that it was the men of Anathoth his own family who despised him he was despised by his own people This should remind you of Jesus who is also despised by his own people. Tunakumbuka kwamba Yesu kwake kule kwa mji ambao alizaliwa na kalelewa watu hawakuwa nampenda walimdharau. John chapter 1 verse 11 says that Jesus came to his own and his own people did not receive him. John chapter 1 verse 11 alikuja kwake wala wale wake hawakumpokea or mark chapter 6 verse 4 mark 6:4 says only in his hometown among his own relatives and in his own house is a prophet without honor mark 6:4 Jesus is saying this about the prophets in the old testament but he's also saying it is true of him So just as Jeremiah was despised by his own people so Jesus Christ came into the world and was despised by his own people Tunaona kwamba Yeremia kama nabii alikosa kutuzwa kule kwao na vile vile Yesu Kristo alikosa kutuzwa katika mji ambao alilelewa na akakuwa Jeremiah was a prophet to the Jewish people and it was the Jewish people who despised him and killed him Kumbuka kwamba Yeremia alikuwa Muyuda na Muyahudi na yeye alidharauliwa na watu wake Jesus came into the world to the to in the midst as a Jew to preach to the Jews and then to the nation but it was the Jewish people who chanted crucify him crucify him Na kumbuka kwamba Yesu Kristo alikuja kati ya nabii ya Wayahudi kwa sababu hiyo ndio nchi ambayo Mwenyezi Mungu alimchagua lakini wale wale watu ambao walikuwa wamekuja kwao kuwaokoa walimkataa wakamkejeli wakamsulubu msalabani Jesus came into the world as a human being Yesu alikuja kati yetu kama binadamu. And it was all human beings who sin against God that deserve his judgment that Jesus had to go to the cross. Why? Yesu Kristo lengo lake kuu alipokuja kati yetu ni kwa sababu alikuja kufa msalabani kwa sababu ya sisi na makosa yetu. The second thing we see about Jeremiah that points to Jesus is in verse 19, chapter 11, verse 19. It says But I was like a gentle lamb led to the slaughter. Tunaona kwamba jamfano wa pili aponesha kwamba inatuelekeza kwa Yesu Kristo ni katika mstari wa 19 inasema hivi. Lakini mimi nalikuwa kama mwanakondoo mpole achukuliwaye kwenda kuchinjwa wala sikujua ya kuwa umefanya mashauri kinyume changu. 
When Jesus came to be baptized, John the Baptist saw him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Wakati Yesu alikuwa anaenda kubatizwa katika mtu wa Yordani, Yohana Mbatizaji alipomuona alisema hivi, alinena kwamba, "Ona mwana kondoo wa Mungu ambaye anapendeza." And in heaven in Revelation it says that Jesus is the lamb, but it looks like he has been slaughtered. Lakini katika kitabu cha ufunuo wa Yohana tunaambiwa kwamba Yesu anaonekana ni kama mwana kondoo wa Mungu, lakini ni kama amechinjwa. Or it says something very similar in Isaiah 53 which is a prophecy about Jesus' crucifixion. Na katika kitabu cha Isaiah sura ya 53. Isaiah 53 verse 7. It says that Jesus was oppressed and he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that was led to the slaughter and like a sheep that is before its shears is silent katika isaiah 53 mstari wa 7 inasema hivi alionewa lakini alinyenyekea wala hakufumua kinywa chake kama mnakondoa apelekwae machinjoni na kama vile kondoo anyamazavyo So just like Jeremiah felt like a lamb that was being led to the slaughter, Jesus in a in reality was the lamb that was led to the slaughter. Vile Jeremiah alionekana kama mwana kondoo ambaye anapelekwa machinjoni. Yesu Kristo ndiye alikuwa kondoo ambaye ilipelekwa machinjoni kwa sababu damu yake damu yake imwagike ili tupate msamaha wa dhambi zetu. Again another another thing about Jeremiah that points to Jesus. Jambo lingine ambalo linatuelekeza juu ya Jeremiah linatuelekeza kwa Yesu Kristo ni kwamba In the second half of verse 19 says let us destroy the tree with its fruit let us cut him off from the land of the living. Katika sehemu ya pili ya mstari wa 19 tunatuambia hivi na tuharibu mti pamoja na matunda yake na tumkatilie mbali atoke katika inchi ya walio hai ili jina lake lisikumbukwe tena So that phrase cut him off from the land of the living is also used of Jesus in Isaiah 53 verse 8 Na hiyo pia inapatikana katika kitabu cha Isaiah sura ya 53 mstari wa 8 Isaiah 53 verse 8 says by oppression and judgment he was taken away and as for his generation who considered that he was cut off from the land of the living stricken for the transgression of my people Kitabu cha Isaiah sura ya 53 mstari wa 8 inasema hivi kwa kuonewa na kuhukumiwa aliondolewa na maisha yake ni nani atakayesimulia maana amekataliwa mbali na inchi ya walio hai alipigwa kwa sababu ya makosa ya watu wangu so Jeremiah says that these people wanted to put him to death to be cut off from the land of the living to die nuna kwamba Jeremiah ananena kwamba hao watu wanatoti walikuwa wanataka kumwangamiza ili wamtoe katika inchi ya walio hai But at this point Jeremiah had not died lakini tunaona kwamba katika nafasi hii Jeremiah alikuwa bado yuko hai But Jesus did die. Lakini tunaona kwamba Yesu Kristo alikuwa amekufa. Jesus was the greater prophet who spoke the greatest truth. Tunaambiwa kwamba Yesu Kristo alikuwa nabii mkuu ambaye alikuwa ananena ukweli wote. And he died. 
And he died because he was a prophet. Speaking the truth of God. But Jesus was not just a prophet. He was God in the flesh. It was the payment for the sins of his people. And because of this truth, God raised him from the dead and he is alive. Our hope is in Christ, not in Jeremiah. Even Jeremiah has to look, had to look forward to Jesus for his own salvation. Jesus is the best prophet. He was led to the slaughter and he was cut out of the land of the living yet he opened not his mouth to complain. Jeremiah opened his mouth and complained. But Jesus did not. Jesus submitted to the Father's will. Even to the point of death on the cross. Jesus did not question God's plan, the Father's plan. But sinlessly suffered. And because the sinless Savior died and suffered we can be forgiven of our sins because Jesus took the sins of his people if you will repent of your sins and place your faith in Jesus Christ you will be forgiven. But this must be done from the heart. Not just outwardly with words. When it's from the heart, we, we know, we repent truly. We find ourselves weeping over our own sin.
We find ourselves in awe of God and that He would love us and that He would even forgive us. So put your hope in Christ. It is our only hope. Jesus is our only hope in Yesu, life and death. Yesu If you have not put your faith in Jesus. Do this as soon as you can. Now, today. There does not need to be a show or anything else, just where you are. Mm, talk to Pastor Jeff. Or many others who here today who could visit with you about this. Let, let's Jeremiah point us to Jesus and rest in him. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you most of all for Jesus. We thank you that you are sovereign over all and that we can rest in you even when we are sinned against. But most of all, Lord, in our own sin, we can come to you because you have sent your son to die that we might be forgiven. We pray that we would do this and that we would not live a life that only speaks repentance, but lives it and mourns over our sin and seeks your grace every day of our life. Not just a one-time event, but something we do on a regular basis because we are seeking righteousness and your kingdom first. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Pastor Josh. And at this time, uh, as we do every week, we want to close the